Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Russell Mark. Russell be paid. Oh, I thought you were doing a little trick there on me. I thought you were pretending you couldn't hear me. I thought there was some kind of technical hoodoo going on. I, I liked the long one. I wondered how long you were going to oh. hold the rotar for. I Mark, I've got COVID for fuck's sake. I can't have my lungs are <laughs> fucking Swiss cheesed. I can't do anything. I can't perform like I used to. I'm blowing off. Blowing off, blowing out. <laughs> that's not COVID. <laughs> that's just that's just poor hygiene and laziness. That's terrible. That's me, no. No, that is me uh, being unable to taste anything and just eating a lot of curries recently. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to tell you, Pete, I had an exciting uh, sort of, I felt like a wrestler uh, very mm. briefly. I've had um, uh, the back of my house has been painted. Um, right. Not my decision. Just like a wrestler. Just like a wrestler. <laughs> a classic not, wrestling troll. Not troll. my decision. Very much the decision of the person who owns the freehold, uh, who right, has been okay, yeah. uh, uh, furious a that shit. there is uh, a little bit of dirt <laughs> on a house uh, not, <laughs> not my dirt the dirt was there when no. I moved in. Uh, but yeah, okay. I've got scaffolding at the back and because there's a shop underneath me and they don't open till 10 o'clock I have to let the builder in at about 7 30 and then we yeah. go into the bedroom we climb through the big bedroom window and oh. get out onto the scaffold and uh, is this like uh, Dawson's Creek or something this is like <laughs> there is something which does feel like a big line being crossed when you take a builder into your bedroom it's impossible for both of you not to get tense it's just it's, it's, it's just... a little bit uh, voice of McDonald's being discovered doing meow meow in a car with a man, isn't it? It's a bit. <laughs> yes. It's a bit. Yeah, I, I always think. I always think. I, I, I hope he doesn't think I'm going to make a move because I'm not, and I think he's thinking. I hope he doesn't make a move, right? So it's all, it's all very. I hope that's a morning erection. And that's yeah. What, uh, <laughs> sometimes, like sometimes at night, I'll have been reading an old pro wrestling illustrated as well. So when he comes in, he'll <laughs> glance at the floor, and there'll be like big muscular men magazines. Muscle mags. And he looks yes. at me and he goes, "Well, this guy's clearly not working out." So <laughs> what's what's the jig, my friend? What, what gives? What gives? <laughs> so he took me out onto the scaffold, and you do. I mean, scaffolding is amazing. 
it's such yeah. a it's such an art that I have no idea how it works. And when you go out mm. on it, you go, if you had your own scaffolding, you could just build towers. Just build, yeah, just it's build amazing. a big tower. And no one could get you. And I you did throw get to men the top off it like a wrestler. Exactly. And I got to the top, and it's like three stories up. And mm. I was like, this is very much like the Texas match where Eric Embry and the <laughs> Rock and Roll RPMs uh, went up against. I think it was the Fantastics and maybe a Fulton. I can't remember. But I was up there and going, this is exciting. And I was like. You know, it sways a bit when you see scaffold matches, but I was like, oh, yeah, but they are still quite good. I was like fascinated yeah. with it. That was all good. Anyway, he said, um, when I'm not here, don't come out on scaffold. And I said, <laughs> I said, I, I said, oh, no, no, I, I mean, I, there'd be no need. I, so all I do. That's all I continually out there. Continually out there. And also, like he knows because he got given a taste when he was a young builder, and he was like, "Oh, that's the. This is why I'm out here. This is why I got involved in this caper." Yeah. So he took me up to the top, and he said, "He said, he said, um, it's going to be taken down over the next couple of days." He says, "But it's raining at the minute." He said, "You just cannot take scaffolding down when it's raining." (laughs) And I said, "Oh, you know, sure, no worries, you know." And he was like, "Um, "I, I, I knew a guy who tried to do it in the rain." He said, and uh, he immediately fell off. I was like, immediately. immediately." I said, "Was he all right?" He said, "No, he was in hospital for ten days." I was like, "Oh, very interesting." Anyway, he went, and I thought, "Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out on the scaffolding." (laughs) Yeah. So I would very much like a picture of you out on your lovely scaffolding. If that's all right, it was it was raining. Um, um, <laughs> been told that that is the time absolutely yeah. not to go out on the ten scaffolding. days in hospital. Yeah, but right now you're quite busy, Mark. You'd love ten days in hospital. Oh, you'd love I'd, you'd I'd love a bit of time in traction. I'd be over the moon. So I got out on the scaffolding and I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I stood up mm. on the top. Enjoyed that. I came down to yeah. the next level. Stood there for a bit, and then shouted I had to go you, through my bedroom words. window. And as I went through my bedroom window, I did slip on the scaffolding, which was wet in the rain. And I pitched straight in through the hole of my bedroom window. (laughs) So normally people fall off scaffolding. I fell into the house through the scaffolding. Well, out of the two options, that's pretty good, I think. I I had one moment and I thought to myself, how did Mick Foley do it? And I thought, I've got to get (laughs) to my back. So as I was going, instead of thinking oh, I'm going to try and stop myself with my hands. I thought, Mm. I'm going to take a wrestler bump. I'm going to keep going over, and I'm going to land on my back. It didn't fucking work. My legs (laughs) hit the top of the window that was open, and it knocked me back down. Wedged in. Yeah, I landed on my stomach on the windowsill, and then I had to slither in like a massive eel. (laughs) It was brilliant. And I'm going out again as soon as we finish recording this. (laughs) Oh, I had a great oh, time. Oh, Mark. Well, I'm glad you're having fun, mate. I'm oh, glad uh, you've got access to scaffolding. I'm, Fantastic. I'm so gutted that you're going to be at home until the next three days because the scaffolding <laughs> goes within the next three days. And if it hadn't gone, you could have come over and we could have both fallen off it together. Messed around off the scaffolding. <laughs> but you boys, I, I paid for this, mate. That. I paid for it. I'll do what it's I want. Mine. <laughs> it's on my property. So, so fuck off. <laughs> Good news. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, look, hey, WrestleMania 36, night one, probably our final part. Um, we mm. are we are, we are, are having an interesting little thing I read the other day. Someone tweeted me, and I think I'd said in one of the pods, you know, that obviously the two-night thing is the way that WWE will go in the future um, mm. for WrestleMania. Um, apparently, Vince McMahon, not a fan of the two-night thing. He wants oh. one special night. 
You'd I, think that because that would make him way more money if he did two a night, surely. It would. It would easily make him twice as much money, easily. Mm. And there's also less cost in doing it two nights because yeah. it's all set up and, you know, you, you don't have to do all the travel and things like mm. that. But, man, I, I I mean, I do respect that. If you're going to go, no, it's like our Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl right. doesn't take place over two nights. You know, I, I do sort of – I respect that. And that's, you know, one of the, the sort of odd things about Vince McMahon is you think – he's mercenary and all about money and then something like this comes across and you sort of go he does sort of have a love for the art of what he's done um and i respect that uh, i think a lot of the other <laughs> things he does are absolutely criminal reprehensible <laughs> <laughs> we are up to the match between seth rollins and kevin owens um mm. I, I i do like kevin owens i think he's mm. uh, a a, a, a great performer and a character that i enjoy he knows what he is which is essentially i am just the man kevin owens um, the, the guy <laughs> who i am is what my character is um <laughs> seth rollins at this point is going out with becky lynch and i don't know whether they've been up late night talking about gimmicks and stuff but at this period he goes through loads and loads of gimmicks that just don't quite make sense um i think she's she's like right. you know what you need is you need to have two years of just like scrappy gimmicks that make every no three sense. weeks just, just change it whatever video games out that it. week yeah throw a load <laughs> Dre- dress up as a reese's piece you know and then the next week you're a mecha rhino you know yeah okay uh, then you're then you're a crypto investor and then you then you're a baby with visions you know he he's he at this point he's like a sort of Russell Brand cult leader. So he's right. the Monday Night Messiah and he's leading us into the future of wrestling. Um, basically what this boils down to is <laughs> that no thought has gone into what this is. He just, he's basically sort of found a reason to buy himself ugly coats that, right. like, that you wouldn't wear in public. And he's obviously <laughs> buying expensive designer stupid coats and he's able to sort of legitimately declare them as expenses. Um, it's got elements of Bray Wyatt, this. It's got elements mm. of Jesus and it's got elements of Rick the Model Martel, which is a, a <laughs> strange, that it's a strange mix. So he just says all this sort of, Seek out the lesser than, the non-compliant, and eradicate them. This is the gospel of the Monday Night Messiah. By this point, the religious leader, uh, you know, which we've seen done by Raven, we've seen it done by Don Callis when he was a character mm. of Cyrus. It, it, it's just old hat. It's it's slightly like he's trying to sound cleverer than he's able to actually pull off. And that is a really, really bad character note that you just go, you don't quite have a handle on the thing that you're supposed to do. I kind of get the feeling that it's uh, it, it coincided again the with the Becky Lynch thing, uh, coincided with the release of um, I think Far Cry Five that had <laughs> had 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 a religious leader kind of like a cult leader God, yeah. in charge. I so I can't help but think that he's been influenced by that somehow. <laughs> yeah, entirely. And I think you know the other thing by this point is he knows he's about to become a dad. And I think slightly, you know, from my own experience, when that happens, you slightly say sort of to everyone, "Look, I'm not going to change." And so he's done it here he's sort of like look i'm an arrogant hateable heel i i'm yeah i'm not i'm not someone's dad i'm i'm <laughs> i've got drip um and drip came along at one point rick flair drip 
that song. And since right, that came, okay. wrestlers got obsessed with constantly saying drip on their Twitter and look at that Seth Rollins drip. And right. again, they don't seem to quite understand what it is. So they'll mm. just wear bad modern coats and they will then just go, <laughs> look at this sick drip. And you're really like, what is this? What is it? He, he, he developed this Monday Night Messiah thing, then went into Seth Rollins' drip. And again, it just sort of says, I don't know what I'm doing. I just, I'm going from <laughs> thing to thing. And someone says, oh, you got sweet drip or whatever you say. And he just goes, that is now my new character. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> if you came drip. up to him and just went, you look like an Ar- Arctic explorer, he would just go, now I'm an Arctic explorer. You know, it, it's really odd. The best thing about this is you get all of that and it's all been taken very seriously. And you suddenly get in the promo, you get Kevin Owens just going, oh my God, no one cares. No one cares. And then he calls him a miserable, uh, insufferable prick. Um, We are in this weird moment where the pandemic, they went, we can all swear. Um, Yeah. What is that about? Because people call people bitches and So much bitching around. So much bitching. Three separate matches. The Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch, uh, the uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, and then the Boneyard match. Everyone is obsessed with going, you little bitch. You bitch. <laughs> it's so funny how that's a big thing in America. That's like a real, yeah. like, that hurts me and wounds me to the core. And I think if you called someone a bitch in Britain, they'd sort of go, what are you talking about? You know, it's not, it's not, it's not offensive. It's like going, you bastard and going, yeah. yeah. Oh, rather than going, oh, I'm really riled up now. You called me a bastard. Very strange. <laughs> There's an attempt here in this, uh, this period to make Kevin Owens into the new Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's the sort of the working class man, doesn't look fancy, mm. but he's a brawler. He's got a never say die attitude. He goes up against, you know, people who are pompous and, and, and pricks. Um, he says uh, in, in the end of the little uh, the promo video, he just says, um, you're not a messiah when I beat you. Which I was like, oh, that's not very witty. No, I doesn't know. Didn't work no. at all. And and again, that, that's that's a VT. You could have another crack at that. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and then Seth Rollins says, at WrestleMania, I become a god. And again, I was like, how? <laughs> what? This, this is sort of a mess. Everyone's saying lines that they've heard before, but they've yeah. not managed to coalesce them into a meaningful sort of like pattern <laughs> at all. By the time Seth Rollins comes out, he does look great. And I'll, I'll give him mm. this, you know, he, he does play that arrogant sort of shitty, the human representation of two months in Koh Samui, sort of <laughs> namaste yeah. fashion prick. I, I think he, he does do this really well. In the middle of his entrance, which is going really well, they bring up a thing that mentions that WrestleMania is brought to us by Papa John's. <laughs> and it entirely spoils the entrance. That you, it just it really ruins it. Of all the entities they did, it shouldn't have been in that one. Um, no. Kevin Owens is fed up with the games. We know what happens when nobody knows what's going on. You just say it's mind games. It's mind games. <laughs> and that, that covers the fact that it doesn't make any sense. Um, the two of them, you know, they're, they're both really, really good <laughs> in the ring. Um, Rollins does a lot of talking in this match. And he's mm. not actually as good at the talking as he, as he thinks he is. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, he, he's shouting at him. Uh, I told you what happened when the lights are brightest, Kevin, I become a God. And he's just like, you know, you're <laughs> just a wrestler, just wrestle, Calm be, it down. be frightened of him. You know, um, Kevin Owens has got a great little thing where every WrestleMania he appears at, he wears a new t-shirt that he's had made, which has, 
uh, Kevin Owens Mania, and this one is his fourth WrestleMania, so it's KO Mania 4. Mm. And he has his match, you know, designed in the same way as that old WrestleMania. I like attention to detail like that. I think that's really, really sweet. Um, what are your kids going to think, Kevin, says Rollins. And another thing, like being called a bitch, in America, the second you mention someone's family, everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't oh believe he's done that. Oh, my God. Yeah. What, what are my kids going to think? They're going to think, you know, <laughs> I like this match or, or I don't like this match, more likely. <laughs> the idea, oh, Rollins has crossed a line. What mentioning that Kevin Owens has kids? You know. He just said he was God a second ago. No, that, that didn't seem to be offensive. It is a funny thing about there is no better way to make people shit themselves is if they sort of like you're getting into a, an argument about parent parking at Morrison's in Hatch End, um, <laughs> which which you do. Um, and yeah. there's no funnier thing to do than to just as they sort of go, well, you know, it's all right with you with your kids. You go, what the fuck you say about my kids? <laughs> there is no way out of that argument. Uh, it's just, no. oh, absolutely frightening. <laughs> um, it would have been a good match, this, I think, in front of an audience. They have a fake DQ section where um looks like Rollins has lost by DQ and he walks off very arrogantly. Um, mm. Perfect example of an angle that, you know, even though it's well overdone and probably wouldn't have got over big, you need an audience there to, to boo and then cheer when it restarts. Because when mm. it happens in an empty room, you're just like, you know, it's like a conveyor belt of things that are happening with that don't really matter. It's just, it's right. just sort of nonsense that gets in the way um, that when you don't have a crowd. Again, they weren't to know that because we'd never done it before without a crowd. Mm. But watching them just sort of going, "What are you going to restart the match?" Oh no, is really <laughs> sort of uh, chewy. Um, mm. Kevin Owens ends up jumping off the WrestleMania sign onto Rollins, um, and that was that was good fun. And he gives him a yeah. stunner uh, for the pin. Um, fine match, but Rollins is really, really annoying. Really. I just <laughs> found, him, found him annoying and not in a that's a good character way. I found him annoying sort of going, I think that's you. I think, I think, I, I, <laughs> I I think you're being annoying. I think you're annoying me. <laughs> um, the annoying is about to go up a gear, thankfully, because then Gronk and Mojo are back. They're bumping yeah. off each other. Oh, doing hoping the, the other one's going to kiss thing. kiss first. Oh, it's going to get over that hurdle and then uh, we're in paradise. And uh, R-Truth runs in with his 24-7 belt. Gronk tries to pin him, uh, but Mojo Rawley jumps in and wins the 24-7 belt. And oh, yeah. there's trouble in paradise. Oh, in there. blood oh. is thicker than, like the belts are thicker than blood. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Your friendship yeah, means nothing when there's a belt on the line. bros. Yes. Know? Jesus. The stuff. Uh, they don't even yeah. use that line. And considering the two of them are like the archetypal bros, that is yeah. a ridiculous omission, and uh, they should be ashamed. <laughs> um, quick match coming up now: uh, Universal Champion Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Um, mm. I wrote these notes before Braun Strowman was was fired, um, and uh, it's always worth like you know it's good not to look back with rose tinted spectacles. Um, mm. I, I wrote here. Uh, I do don't like Strowman at all. Uh, he he <laughs> he refuses to be charismatic. He's just big and loud, and he's sort of what people who don't watch wrestling would think that what a wrestler is like. Right. So he's just a big dull lump who screams, <laughs> goes ah, and goes does a power slam. Yeah, it's it's so meat and potatoes it, it, it you could stick him in a match against big daddy in the 70s and big daddy would be like 
this is I feel really at home with this. You know, this is <laughs> this is all straightforward. It's not too fast. It's not too complex. I'm easy, easy. I'm, I'm having a lovely time. Right, okay then. Come on then, try and lift us up, big brawn. Um, <laughs> out comes Goldberg and Goldberg looks in great nick here uh, again yeah. they've got that thing of going we have to give him his proper entrance and when he is normally you know backstage and he walks through the underground bit with his security phalanx you know that's a great little entrance uh, in mm. this one he's in a very very narrow corridor and there are two <laughs> security guys and they have to sort of like squish in to walk behind him and they walk I would say 10 metres and then they're sort of like, well, there's no more corridor, so there you are. <laughs> no one could have attacked Goldberg in that time. The, the security no. thing, uh, whether it's to keep Goldberg so he doesn't attack anyone else, but the security guys in that are completely un- – they, they are not needed. They're, no. It is I, – I, I think I think it's very silly of Goldberg to have paid – to hire two of them. <laughs> yeah, he should. He should have found out what the you know it, why. Just just give them the day off. Yeah, because entirely. they can have a day, they can have time off. At time have time on in with Lou, their family. There is a pandemic on as well, so that exactly. would have been a nice thing to do. He could have looked at that. And the, the worst thing is, is if he'd have looked at it and just gone, "That's ten meters." The fact that they've gone. Oh, so do you still want us here? And he and he sort of went, mm. "Well, I've paid for you." <laughs> so, sorry. So you do want us to? Yeah. 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 Are you sure? Because, like, because I mean, th- your only adversary in this, knowing your age, is COVID <laughs> itself. So, like, that 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 actual walk should involve you washing be, your hands at least twice. It would be twice. best if you know. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we shouldn't. We don't. It, this is an enclosed area. This corridor. You don't. <laughs> but okay. But you, you actually do want us to do that. You don't actually you? do yeah, want yeah, us yeah. to. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right, I mean, fine. it's just you know. Now I've paid. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. No, no, no. I mean, you know, the, the money, money is the most important thing, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. So, so we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you safe along this ten meter corridor. Stretch, yeah. An eight foot Even tall, though you're gigantic. Yeah. Corridor. Make sure no one yeah. attacks you. And then once, once, so we'll, we'll wait till that and then we'll do what, 10, 12 seconds and then we can go home. Yeah, then you can go home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, gonna, I will brilliant. have a word with your agents uh, because I don't think you should be charging full price for that because it's a very short walk. Um, yeah. Cheers, mate. No, you're, 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 you're an absolute cunt. Uh, two minutes and 10 seconds this match, Pete. Two minutes yeah, and 10 seconds. Very much. Goldberg, I mean, this is all about Goldberg's uh, limitations, I presume, as a, as, yeah. as a wrestler. I mean, um, keep the, it short. Very much diminishing returns on this whole, you know, the mm. first time they did this with Brock Lesnar, where he just came in, hit a load of spears and won in seconds. And then they had the second one, which went the same way. Those were thrilling matches, but but it's almost like a wrestling match without actually any wrestling action. It's just a wrestling match mm. with a result. And you just go, yeah. oh, he won. The Two minutes and 10 seconds. To, to spend of that the first 20 seconds just staring at each other as well you know and doing like that weird nose exhale thing oh, you don't oof, really hear oof, when it's on oof, <laughs> you don't oof. really hear it when you're in the when there's a crowd but him going <laughs> like oh gross sort it's of horrible. like it's all the muscle like pressing down on their sinuses they're too big they're like two great big beefy oxen just <laughs> Goldberg hits uh, three spears he kicks out at uh, uh, to Strowman and then Strowman does three power slams and um, that's it. He wins the Universal yep. Championship. Um, it's amazing in retrospect that like, you know, Goldberg is still part of the WWE 
And <laughs> the man he beat for the belt was the fiend, and the person he lost it to is Braun Strowman. And it's amazing mm. that you know if you'd have said at this point who is going to be left in two, you know, a year and a half's time, you never would have just said Goldberg. I mean, it's yeah, just I mean, astonishing. it's a bit of a surprise they they'd not let let him retain the the belt because everything's upside down. I, like it just seems like one wrestler should be for the future, one wrestler isn't. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> on it's very expensive as well, hugely. And there's a line that Michael Cole said that really stuck with me. He said, he says, uh, neither of these men work by the hour. And I was thinking, if I had to watch an hour of any of these men wrestling, <laughs> I, I, would it be Goldberg or Strowman? I think it probably would be Goldberg. I think, yeah, I'd know, like I'd, to see what he had in the tank be after fascinated to see how it went. Whereas Strowman, mm. I think, oh, I'd just be bored. It would be boring. It would be, you know, and it, it wouldn't be funny like with Goldberg, you know, Goldberg by the end yeah. of an hour. I mean, I mean, he might he might poop his pants or something. He might do something weird. <laughs> his teeth all fall out. Weird, <laughs> disgusting. Um, yeah, watching that back, I, I mean, that really was a uh, uh, man. I, it just, it's a, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's a stupid thing having your big belt tied up in people who do those sorts of matches. It's fine yeah. to have as a special attraction, but <laughs> you know, your big belt being being just stuck with great big beefy men who don't want to do anything. I mean, just, mm. uh, it feels like 1973 all over again. Awful. <laughs> and finally, we get to the main event of WrestleMania 36, night one, uh, the Undertaker <laughs> versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Pete, Pete, what did you think? I This is the one match I'd seen before. Uh, I, I saw it almost live. I saw it, I think I had access to the network at this point. So mm. I watched the Boneyard bit because I thought that was going to be the most fascinating bit because Taker obviously had, you know, officially thought, you know, the streak had ended and all that stuff. So I wondered what they were going to do with him. And uh, I really, really loved this. And I could have watched 15 of these rather than all of the other matches I, on the card, to be quite frank. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I, I'm shocked by when i saw it the first time i thought that was pretty good and every time i've watched it since i've sort of gone i like it more and more (laughs) and i find it really easy to watch i find that the Mm. time flies by in a way that it hasn't with anything else on this card um (laughs) it's just i mean it's a lot of fun it it's great knowing that it's the moment that the Undertaker was able to go. I can leave on a high. It was. It was a yeah. nice thing that you we watch that and you go. This mm. is the moment that wrapped up what was turning into sort of a horrible story, and it wrapped it up beautifully. And you know that is brilliant. Is it wrestling? Is is it wrestling? <laughs> probably probably not. Um, I, I, I'm not alone in that. I think AJ Styles has said. I don't think it's wrestling, but whatever it is, I'm really pleased with it. And I think that's mm. a sort of fair summation. Um, the intro video for this as well is properly brilliant. It's so well put together and it's so easily – they just they just developed this storyline very well. Um, Styles had been working very hard to get a match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania. He, he really wanted to do that. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just uh, uh, Styles, when he is playing the arrogant, shitty Southern heel, he's really good i much prefer him as a like moaning whining little bad guy than when he's a a good guy um one thing you might be interested in pete is what does his beautiful hair how how would you how would you sort of imagine it smells (laughs) what aj styles's hair yeah his beautiful lovely um, lady's hair clearly (laughs) lovely lady's (laughs) hair yeah i don't know it would probably smell of of juniper or something samoa joe gave an interview to the out of character podcast where he explained what it was like wrestling aj styles (laughs) and dealing with his hair so he said aj always has impeccably smelling conditioner in his hair it's always very pleasant for me i get a little lavender a little lilac with my pain and agony it's a rare thing you don't get that combination and you can't buy that in the street it's a specialized and happy experience i get to enjoy it every time i wrap my arms around aj's neck he's number one you can't beat it sometimes the shea butter i'm not a big fan when he puts that in his hair it doesn't have the same scent but when he goes lavender or when he goes to the body shop and gets the good stuff trust me it's a great night for me (laughs) what i like about that is right it's ostensibly um like a like a like a man just sort of you know giving his brother props for his great hair Mm. and stuff but i happen to think that's a bit of a dig almost like he's sort (laughs) of going he's always got a stupid but he's not saying that. He's being very complimentary. He's being and the more like I too complimentary, isn't he? Yes, he's been too <laughs> strong on it to be quite frank. And the, and the thing about AJ Styles for me is, you know, I've I've had a couple of stories about him and stuff, and I, and I don't 
Uh, and I've sort of gone off him a, a fair bit. Flat and, Earther uses the, more, the F word to yeah. uh, talk about gay people. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the more I watch AJ Styles, the more that I sort of do feel a little bit sick watching him. He, he's like a... a, like a and, it's, and, and I can't smell him. I can't smell his lovely hair, so it's probably that. But like the more... Like he's looking like a sort of country star with like a, yes. you know, the kind of country stars that have like, that are cracking on for 50. Yep. They've got dyed brown beard and brown hair. Yep. And it looks, looks weird. And uh, they inexplicably marry Scarlett Johansson or something. <laughs> inexplicably <laughs> marry like a, a Hollywood starlet. And, and, and the thing that gets me about him is coloring your fucking brows. Yeah. Like your hair clearly isn't that normal color. So like coloring your brows as well. You've got no brows now. You look weird. And it's that annoying thing where they all, when they, start to go grey they all go I'm going to go chestnut because everyone yeah. everyone will be fooled by that obviously I won't go like black like sort of you know jet black like Mick McManus that's obvious but chestnut <laughs> nobody knows you can buy chestnut hair dye and so they all go very chestnutty <laughs> this match had really been set in motion at Super Showdown uh, one of the uh, uh, Saudi Arabian shows where they had that right. um, gauntlet match that AJ Styles was the last person and suddenly Undertaker turns up and he and he wins um the uh the the, the you know the tournament thing without really doing mm. anything other than I think a choke slam on AJ Styles. Um and then they begin having Undertaker pop along so Styles would mock the Undertaker um for still wrestling and they began to play in. I think by this point we're beginning to see the last ride being advertised. And so they yes. are if you like going to be doing a thing about Undertaker getting too old. So they, they run that into the wrestling angle as well. Mm. It's nice, It's a nice move. It's a, it, I, I kind of get it to a certain extent. It thing. is. They slightly overdo it for me, where they have an odd bit where you get AJ Styles taunting The Undertaker by saying, we all know why you're still doing this. And he goes, your wife, Michelle McCool. And it's like, I think, you know, when you saw The Last Ride, you were very aware that Michelle McCool was like, I'd love him to stop. And so yes. that was a slight disconnect. Yes. It was something that didn't need to be involving her. But with that thing of WWE going, like with the Kevin Owens, what could be worse than someone mentioning someone calling out your, your wife, family? Yeah, yeah. The mentioning mm. your wife by name. Not 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 disparaging her, but just saying your mm. wife makes you go to work and you just go, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> this should have been about Undertaker solely, and it should have just been that thing of just going, you're too old, you can't do it, why do you keep coming back? And what mm. they did to, to give that extra little bit of spice and ja 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 was they started having uh, AJ Styles refer to The Undertaker by his real name, Mark Calloway. Yes. Oh, they've worked themselves into a shoot, Pete. I love it. I love it. I love it when they go, you know what, the rest of the stuff you've watched, all nonsense, but this one real. This one, real, <laughs> which you can do with the main event. I'm, 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 I'll let you, I'll let you away with that. Styles then <laughs> challenges the Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania. They sign the uh, contract the next week, and uh, Styles says we're going to have a boneyard match, and the Undertaker mm. accepted. Um, and uh, he done a, a promo where he looked more like his American badass gimmick. There was a real feeling. Yeah. That, okay, so he's going to return with that gimmick, and it's going to be the way they do it. Um, Undertaker afterwards did say no I, I know i was on a motorbike i know i have my bandana he said but it was not the american badass gimmick he said it's a combination of the american badass gimmick the dead man persona he said as well right. as the real life mark calloway. mark calloway right um they never ever explained in the build-up what a boneyard match was 
No, so I thought that I thought very much like the uh, the mine. What is it? The the miners' um, hand coal miners', uh, miners glove, glove match. Coal miners glove match. These things. These things are like things that wrestling fans know what they are. No, not but the boneyard match. match is just right. No, okay, and I so see. they called it a boneyard match because they didn't want to use the word graveyard because the pandemic yeah, okay. was going on, and they didn't know whether we were oh, a real yes. precipice of you know, essentially just going, the graveyards are full. They didn't want to use mm. that word, so they just go boneyard. I mean, <laughs> it's not solved the problem because they are still going to be wrestling no. in a graveyard. But yeah. there was a sense of going, let's not remind people of the news about yeah. you know, all those. So, so they have this. Now, people were mocking at the start about what a boneyard match was um, right. just because – they didn't tell you what it was. And, you know, you, I think everyone sort of guessed, but even the t- hokey words boneyard, people were just like, this has got every chance of just being a disaster. Um, <laughs> just the way that, like, Teko would go, it's going to be a boneyard match. And him going, what? <laughs> what, that is? Um, what? Do you mean a graveyard, you weirdo? I, I call it a boneyard. Okay, well, I, I mean... I call it my work, my place of work. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, the pandemic really turns out to be the thing that saves the career of The Undertaker. Because Mm. had it not been for the pandemic, he would have had to do this match live. There's no way you could have put this on at the end of WrestleMania in front of a crowd. You know, they they would just, you're not not going to WrestleMania to watch someone's home video. And so in the end, what happens is just by chance, The Undertaker has the perfect way to main event with all the limitations he has and not embarrass himself. Um, it took eight hours to shoot, and it was filmed right. at a – I've seen it described as a custom-built set, and in brackets they've put it was an abandoned graveyard. <laughs> so, um, it's, uh, it was on location in the Orlando area, about a 40-minute drive away from the performance centre. Don't think right. I'm not putting that into a sat-nav. Uh, doing oh, a little we'll find circle, that somehow. so yeah. I can go down there, pick up some of that beautiful dirt. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you more about that in a bit. Um, but AJ Styles said, we started about 8 o'clock at night and we didn't get finished until 4.30 in the morning. It was basically a movie, so we needed to get cameras in the right spot and walk through some stuff that was going to happen. Um, for me, this is the really the only cinematic match that the WWE have done that, that really, really worked. And a lot of mm. this is probably to do with the fact that it was the first really big main event that they had iconic characters in, so they wanted it to be really, really good. And plus, with The Undertaker, if you stick him in a graveyard, it does make sense. You know, that that's part <laughs> of his sort of legacy. It's very yeah. much like a big music video that The Undertaker might have himself have commissioned once he'd retired to try and get himself <laughs> in the movies in the same yeah. way as, you know, Johnny, John Morrison is making Boone the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> this, this Boneyard match is very much Undertaker's Boone the Bounty Hunter. Um, <laughs> the back and forth between them was largely unscripted. Um, both of them were given the creative freedom uh, to say what they wanted. So, um, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> You're a broken you down a old bitch. bitch. Says uh, AJ at one point. <laughs> My favourite bit is AJ Styles goes, hey, does Michelle know you're up this late? And The Undertaker goes, yes, yes, she does. <laughs> uh, uh, AJ Styles would later say to Sports Illustrated, I didn't know I was going to be up all night making it, which is so even funnier that he's like going, does your wife know you're out this late? And he's like, yeah, well, it is actually really late, isn't it? It really is late. <laughs> up all night. There's a lot of references to Undertaker being an old man. 
And again, mm. I, I like this about it because it's it's it plays into what's real. It plays <laughs> into the the last ride documentary that we've been watching in the build up to this, and it it, it just. It's good. It's the sort of thing the Undertaker would not have done if he wasn't pretty much sure that this was the end of the road because it would be a a ridiculous weakness. But what it does, of course, is when he wins, all of that is wiped to one side. And it's just, there's a, there's a, that raises the stakes in this match that you've got Mm. AJ Styles taking the piss out of this great legend and just saying what everyone is thinking. And Undertaker has to prove him wrong. It's just beautifully, beautifully done. Undertaker also starts calling him Alan in this match as well. That's uh, <laughs> the important on, thing is everything you've seen is fake, but the boneyard match in the abandoned graveyard is real. <laughs> it's very, very real. Um, uh, I, I, I t- t- there's a bit where Undertaker gets a lead pipe and he just smashes it through a car window. Um, uh, <laughs> in nineteen, I think nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, Goldberg was asked to do that in a WCW Nitro taping. They gave him a lead right. pipe and they said punch through a window, a car, and Goldberg did, and it severed a load of the tendons in his arm, put oh, him out no. of action for ages. He almost lost his arm. Um, it, it also looked shit. No need to do it. <laughs> no. Why they repeat it years later, I don't know. But the same thing <laughs> happened. An Undertaker genuinely injured himself doing it. Oh, I wonder whether that was. They had to stop to give him stitches. I mean, it's just absolutely <laughs> mad that they that they, they that it happens again. Where are they getting these cars where like it <laughs> shatter? It's just shards of glass. Oh, in I your know. Hand. Uh, just madness, though. I mean, it doesn't look spectacular either. No. It just you know he just he just punches through a car window and then goes oh that really fucking hurt I've cut myself <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to stop oh I'm go- I'm going to be up all night says AJ uh, <laughs> Gallows and Anderson uh, arrive from uh, the OC the original club um, and this for me is the best bit that they kind of turn up and they go they say something along the lines of things are about to you know take off now dead man and the Undertaker Ooh. they have a hero shot of him and he just does a spit on the floor. Bring it on. Like that. <laughs> and it's the epitome of what he's about. That sort of, you know, that Clint Eastwood-esque never backing down. That it doesn't matter what the odds are. It's just, I am a tough, horrible, hoary, sort of grizzled, crusty <laughs> old fucking Shit. dead man. And, you know, this is what I do. A load of druids yeah. come out. I'd have thought that the druids were more on Undertaker's well, yeah. side. Yeah. Why do they? What what powers does Styles have over the druids? Because the druids are suddenly they suddenly they used to be friends of the Taker. Why? That's what why you is think. It, I can't work out why they've the fallen druids. Out. Maybe they're just like, are we being laid off? <laughs> it's like an employment tribunal. They would circle him, and they just want to. They just want to know about severance packages, um, and then it, it all goes haywire, um, nightmarishly. Um, AJ recovers because uh, the druids and Gallows and Anderson have been distracting the Undertaker, and mm. uh, uh, just he manages to get him into the pit, into the the, the, the freshly dug grave, incredibly yeah. deep, really, really deep. Uh, I, was, I looked at that and I thought. Brilliant. Someone had to dig that hole. I know, I know they've got the machines there and everything, but it had to be square yeah. and look like a grave. Yeah. And I think yeah. there'd be a point where they just go, the, the, you know, the, the 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 digger, it's too wide. It just looks like, a, you know. <laughs> so you would have just had to go, okay, give me the spade. And they've dug a and proper... It'd have to be deeper as well. They'd have to put like crash mats in there. Uh, it, was, <laughs> I mean, it must be eight foot deep at least. Probably, probably uh... close to 10 or 12. And I just looked at it and I thought, that is a brilliant bit of work. Well done, everyone. <laughs> and Unstyles gets onto the bulldozer that's full of all the dirt and mm. he's laughing and 
uh, the moment that launches a thousand memes um undertaker <laughs> the lights go backlit and there's undertaker standing behind styles and it should be awful i should hate this oh so he's so he's teleported out of the fucking thing because he's a dead man and i love yeah. it i can't i can't tell you how much joy that one shot gives me it's it's impossible <laughs> not to sort of go this is good fun AJ then runs <laughs> onto a roof. He does a lot of falling over as Undertaker yeah. sort of trudges uh, up a ladder towards him. Um, Undertaker summons fire. Uh, it goes boof yeah. on the front. D- does nothing. Um, just, <laughs> just, just, just some fire. Um, and uh, Gallows and Anderson are back. They start hitting him. But by this point, I noticed they've dubbed in punching noises as well. You right, okay. <laughs> by that point, I was just like, I'm enjoying this. And then it, there's yeah. a tombstone on the tin roof, and that sounded fantastic. That was the best noise any wrestling manoeuvres ever made is the tombstone on the tin roof. Um, at this point, you, you, as Styles is sort of like running away and, you know, you're following him, he's got a red hanky uh, in the right back pocket. Um, and, of course, oh. we've, we've talked about Ricky Morton of the we'll Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the, the hanky uh, code. Yeah. Uh, the homosexual hanky code would suggest that this means AJ Styles is into fisting as the submissive partner. So, well, look, that's probably what made his eyebrows fall off. <laughs> Does your wife know you're out this late? No, because <laughs> I got something I want to try. <laughs> Styles, then just put a bone in your yard. Son. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the graveyard. Um, I, I need a yard of bone. <laughs> Styles then spends the whole time he's just begging not to be buried. He starts doing the yeah. proper good oh, bury me. heel. Oh, oh come oh, bury on. Me. Oh, come on, man. Um an undertaker <laughs> sort of goes, No, I ain't gonna bury you. And he gives him a hug. And he's like <laughs> hug lasts for ages. It really does. He's like going, oh son, don't worry. Yeah, you you fought, fought so fought hard. Well, you you fought gave you so gave me a great heart, you know. Oh. oh good. And he turns to go and then Ah, he kicks AJ into that big pit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. This guy <laughs> cannot stop burying folk, can he? He loves it. <laughs> um, and he sparks up the bulldozer. And there we go. He pulls off the the uh, sort of blanket that's over the tombstone. And it reads AJ Styles 1977 to 20 oh. whenever it is um annoyed mm. i was annoyed to see that styles is a year younger than i am that made me <laughs> made me feel old and tired i think i think the thing that got me was that um take a put a moderate amount of soil on aj yes. not, not not enough for yeah money. yeah he, well he he's <laughs> they've got the um the it ends the the match with aj styles's hand is just sticking up from the ground and that was that was the undertaker's <laughs> idea he was like yeah get your I, hair. and it's good because otherwise you are just looking at, at some dirt yeah. So you are I, wonder, like, well, I wonder if it's definitely his hand, though. I wonder if it's not a runner's hand. Or whether it's just the glove. You just stick the yes. glove in the, in, in, in the ground. I think that's probably easier. If it, if they did bury him afterwards, I, yeah. I, if someone had mentioned the glove, I'd be like, I wish we'd done that. I wish we just stuck <laughs> the glove on the floor. Because um, my, my lungs got crushed. Uh, terrible. And, uh, I, I, you know, Undertaker then gets back on his bike um, and uh, he blows the farmhouse up by lifting his arm. Um, there's a, la- a laser sort of of his logo is on the front, mm-hmm. and uh, he drives off to some real sort of middle-aged man driving American <laughs> rock and roll. Meta- I think it's Metallica. It's, it's a Metallica oh, song, actually. Yeah. It's so good. Licensed. Uh, worth <laughs> worth pointing out as well, the, um, the the actual hand coming out of the, of the, the, the grave as well is a callback for the real true heads. Um, it's... Uh, 
it was a throwback to his last ditch survival that he did it in your house buried alive the pay-per-view from october 1996 <laughs> where his hand comes out of the ground he's uh doing that. i mean <laughs> look pete it was fucking brilliant it was good. Very, very good. I, it's really definitely good. the best part of this and probably last year's WrestleMania. Yeah, I think so. You know, Styles said to Sports Illustrated, we were given the perfect way to have a very entertaining match, though I don't even know if I'd call it a match, he said. Um, <laughs> on a trivia point of view, uh, The Undertaker made history. He was the first wrestler to have main evented a WrestleMania in four different decades. So he did oh, nice. WrestleMania 13, 97, a WrestleMania 24 in 2008, 26 in 2010, and WrestleMania 33 in 2017 and then you've got this one I mean, in 2020 could he potentially could he potentially have done a late 80s one um, <laughs> well he was around from 1991 late 1990s so no he's done he's done as much as he can do I'm just I'm just saying Mean Mark could have done <laughs> it would have been a very weird headlining decision yeah, wouldn't it uh, to, uh, to do um, in the final episode which went out a couple of months after Wrestlemania uh, of the last ride um, Undertaker said that he had no more desire to get back in the ring and that the Boneyard match was his last match. He said that it was the mm. perfect send-off. Uh, but he didn't say that he'd retired. He's, he has right. left that open. AJ Styles has said since, does he have one more last ride in him? I don't know. But if he does, I'd love to take that ride with him. Oh, I fucking love that. Um, uh, AJ (laughs) sent Undertaker uh, his gloves from that match. So he'd rung Undertaker's wife. How dare you ring my wife? Uh, (laughs) He rang rang Michelle McCool and he said, what can I get him that he'd like as a thank you? And she said, well, why not give him your gloves? So he sent Undertaker his gloves and then the Undertaker sent AJ his gloves uh, in return. So um, right. they've got each other's a lot gloves. Of gloves. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of swapping <laughs> of gloves. Um, yeah, they'll be either way. They're going to end up on that WWE trinket show. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> and someone's going to be sitting there in ten years' time, looking at the Undertaker and just going, "There's no reason you should have AJ Styles gloves." Give, give us <laughs> the gloves. Watching, I saw the clip where Taker uh, was going through an old, uh, an old storage, storage unit. Yeah. Um, and it, like it wasn't that big or that kind. Of, it was just bits and bobs, odds and sods, and and I mean it was basically like yours. Yeah, to be quite frank, man. He had a and lot less than I less, did. Lot yeah, I less. Know. And and he was um and he'd found like had he broken his f- orbital fucking yeah, bone or something? Mabel, and he, King and Mabel he had, a mass. had uh, damaged the yeah. uh, orbital bone bone in his eye. Yeah. And he had that and plastic so he had to wrestle in a Phantom mask, of the yeah. Opera mask. <laughs> yeah. A, a period that people do actually look at as being one of the worst in WWF history when The Undertaker was awful. I mean, it was, right, okay. he, was, he was the worst elements of the supernatural Undertaker and he wasn't very good in the ring. And uh, it's a terrible <laughs> period. Every time I see that mask and in that one, they're like, it's such a precious artifact. I, I do have the thing of sort of just going, snap that in half. No one likes snap that. Snap it. <laughs> um, one, one odd, odd little do. thing. In the middle of filming this Boneyard match, Undertaker uh, got a phone call from his niece to tell him that his brother, Timothy, uh, had suffered a heart attack. Um, so the Undertaker wow. first thought that, you know, his Undertaker, uh, his brother was in the hospital. Um, but he said to Denise, what hospital is he in? And she said, no, um, he didn't make it. He's dead. So Undertaker Holy then had moly. to go on to film this match um, in a graveyard surrounded by sort of coffins and open graves, um, being full aware that his brother had just died. Uh, you know, God. Uh, wow. just an amazing sort of, you know, I mean, I mean, I suppose it's impossible for him not to kind of go, what a, what an amazing sort of emotional, you end your career, you lose your brother, you know. There's a lot mm. of things that are changing for him in this match. And what an emotional time that must have been. 
Jesus, I just hope amazing. he comes back for one more match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, not tainted oh, by I his don't. brother's no. death. And he certainly. Oh, I mean. Dear. I mean. He would. He would go on to have a sort of retirement ceremony at Survivor Series again. One of the uh, um, 2020, still in the middle of the pandemic, so no crowds. Where a load of legends came out and they just waited for him in the ring. And he came out and he knelt down in the ring while they put a hologram of Paul Bearer near him. And uh, that was it. He didn't speak and he didn't have the big farewell in front of the crowd. I presume mm. that's going to be at the Hall of Fame when they're, you know, next in, in Texas, which I think is next yeah. next year. I mean, if they put him in there, then that is the send off. But what a strange thing to have performed to all of those countless people over the years for so long. Mm. And it ends with a sort of pre-filmed little vignette in a graveyard in front of no one. Such a yeah. strange sort of series of events brought us there. Amazing. Turns out to be the you know the best thing he'd done in probably by this point nearly a decade. <laughs> I might be exaggerating. It wasn't that. Could be five years, but oh, yeah. I, just I, I, I just think I just I want to know more about these druids. <laughs> Massive heel turn from them. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. So that look. Hey, that's WrestleMania 36 night one. Uh, next mm. time we're back, we're going to be doing WrestleMania 36 night two. That's how it works. That's how numbers That's how work. It works. Come on. <laughs> don't be a dickhead. And we're going to be looking <laughs> at uh, another cinematic match as part of that, which is the basically John Cena's fever dream. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, although I imagine John Cena's fever dreams are not quite like that. I don't imagine he dreams about wrestling. I think he just dreams about no. military personnel. Having, yeah, or having a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah, or uh, I mean, uh, the, uh, the more and more I see him in different sort of things, now he's becoming a legitimate sort of film star. You sort of mm. think, oh, I might, I might, you might see another side of him where he relaxes a bit. No, 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 no. He, he, <laughs> he is Mr. getting Corporate. stranger and stranger. How is it in a company <laughs> full of fucking zombies and voodoo men? The weirdest He's one the to weirdest ever come one. out of it is John Cena. Such a strange <laughs> man. Um, but we're going to be watching uh, Inside His Mind uh, in the next couple of episodes. So look, until then, we have got a live show coming up on September the 4th, 2020. Was it 2021? 21. 2021. <laughs> uh, that is going to be at the London Podcast Festival uh, in King's Place in London. Very few tickets available. Uh, but, hey, come down. We're going to have an absolute time. Uh, isn't that right, Pete? <laughs> yes, we are. I'm going to bring a host of druids uh, who are going to heel turn on us and beat the shit out of us. We're going to have to think of a costume. We're going to have to think hey, of um, characters. Does, does your girlfriend know you're going to be doing a live show? <laughs> oh, you've got to come now. Did you hear that? You roasted him. Roasted. Uh, so until then, respect is due. Wrestle me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.